Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee or that well-deserved glass of wine, and let's get ready for the good portion. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, different show. Anyway, welcome to the Good Portion Mama podcast. This is your host, Megan King. I am so excited that you guys are here. Uh, I realized when I was writing this week's episode that I almost always start our episode saying, hey there, mama, and saying the same thing every time. So I thought I'd switch it up a little today and was feeling a little silly. So since I am living in my in-law's house, the term neighbor has a whole new meaning, but that's a story for a different episode. So how are you guys doing this week? No, really. How are you? Are you doing good? Are you struggling? Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you excited? Are you bogged down with a ton of weight of all the things that are happening around you? I know a lot of schools are getting ready to go back to uh, full-time remote learning, which can be added stress for a lot of you. So I just want you to know how much I love being able to share with you guys, but also to let you know how much I enjoy hearing from you guys. There are a handful of listeners who message me almost every week how their week is going. They ask questions after episodes um, that sometimes they say they're too embarrassed to ask in our Facebook group. In light of that information, a couple of things. Number one, I hope you realize that the Facebook group was created to provide a community of like-minded mamas and women to support each other and to support each and every one of you. And a lot of you ask me the same questions or you tell me that you're going through kind of the same thing. So don't be embarrassed or too proud to ask in our Facebook group. Um, but I just wanted to let you know you are absolutely always welcome to message me personally. But just know that that Facebook group is there for you for that purpose if it is something that you need or you want. You guys are the reason that this community is here and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I just want you to know that I am so thankful for each and every one of you. And number two, I'm sure you guys all know that next week is Thanksgiving and next month is Christmas. And I have always been a lover of the idea of focusing on all of the many blessings that have been bestowed on us around Thanksgiving and then being able to turn around the following month and be a blessing to others through the Christmas season. So even and 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 in that doing it even more than what we would do normally. I try to make that a lifestyle, but I feel like the Christmas time is a lot harder for a lot of people. And so I want to be able to extend just a, that little bit of extra help where it's needed. So this year has been a tough year to say the least for a lot of people. And so in an attempt to encourage you guys to connect with each other on another level in our online community and a way for me to be a blessing to you in return for all of your support and everything, I want to announce our new monthly giveaway that we are going to be starting this month. The Good Portion Mama of the Month. What this is, it is going to be a giveaway based on your participation and connection 
within our online community. So for every post that you like or share or comment on, you're going to get a point. For every post that you create that, number one, fits our community guidelines and standards, but on top of that, engages with other mamas in our community or seeks insight of other mamas in our group or is sharing your personal experiences or progress or struggles in doing the homework in each of our episodes, those earn you points as well. Now, please keep in mind that there are triggering posts that due to the current atmosphere and environment are not going to be allowed. So we can't um, can't be posting about riots or political posts or slander of any kind of anyone, uh, no bullying, any of the sort, okay? So if it is something that is going to cause chaos in the group and not build up or encourage or help, then, then we won't be able to put it in there. And if it's anything political, uh, whether the intention is to be helpful or not, just for the sake of, I don't want to say comfort because I don't, I don't want I don't want our community to be fluff and not real and authentic. However, I know that that is a topic that people feel very strongly about and this just this just isn't the the platform for it. So also for every new member that joins that you invited, you earn a point for that. For every referral that turns into a coaching client of mine, you earn five points for that. And then at the end of each month, I will have all the points tallied and the mama or the member of our community with the most points that month is going to earn some sort of blessing from me. Now, it could be some sort of just personal blessing that God's put on my heart for you. It could be a fun gift. It could be a gift card. It could be private coaching, all kinds of things. And that private coaching could be private coaching with me or it could be private coaching with someone that I have worked with in the past that I think would suit what you need. So I just want to let you know that it's going, the, the, the gift or the blessing will change every single month. It's no, it's just a gift. Okay. The good portion mom, mama of the month winner will be announced in our Facebook community on the first of every month. Okay. So December 1st is when we will get the announcement for our first good portion mama of the month because it starts now. Okay, it starts as soon as this podcast episode goes live. And I have decided that I am going to not just do this for November and December, but I plan on continuing this every single month until God tells me that it's not serving anyone or until, I don't know, I don't have anything else to give. (laughs) So our first month of this starts right now. So today is November the 20th. And on December the 1st, between now and midnight on the last day of November, that's how much time you have to rack up those points so that you can be the person to earn those blessings. Now, make sure that you're listening and catching up on episodes so that you can be sharing in our community your progress on your homework or asking questions in there to get opinions of others. Because while I am guiding you guys in these podcast episodes, everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different. So there could be things in your life that make the progress or make the action items that you are doing in your homework a little bit different. And there could be somebody else who's already lived that change or that transition or that growth. And so they can give 
they can give different advice than I give. So make sure that you're sharing in our Facebook community. If you are not part of our online community, you're going to want to go to Facebook groups and search for The Good Portion Mama, and then we can all band together in Christ and support one another utilizing the spiritual gifts that God's given us. So, all right, now let's get it on. I am going to talk about how while this year has been one of the most different, uh, busiest, and slowest, and has also presented some of the greatest challenges, today I'm going to talk about how I have finally found a piece in the chaos that I never thought was possible. And I know I've talked about this a couple of times in previous episodes, but I haven't really gone, like, dug in deep with some of the big things that I've gone through differently than in years past. I want to share the things that I've learned and started practicing both personally and professionally and my next steps in that process in order to cut out all the chaos that has and still does contribute to my anxiety and depression. Now, I don't know why, but as I say that, I I have this thought about, you know, I said it has and does contribute to my anxiety and depression and the, the thing that pops in my head is about that scene in Mean Girls where they're all in the gym and they're like, raise your hand if you have ever felt personally victimized by Regina George. <laughs> and the thing I think about is how you expect a ton of the students to raise their hands, but then you see even teachers and administrators slowly and almost like shamefully raising their hands too. And it's funny, but at the same time, as a podcaster and a connection coach, I find that I still cringe when I type that statement about still experiencing anxiety and depression. And, you know, I I think it's kind of funny. Imagine, think about that. I have anxiety about admitting that I have anxiety. I can't, you guys, I can't make this stuff up. I mean, you can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes at myself. Why? Why is something I know isn't something I can control having, but have been able to successfully manage in ways that I never could have imagined I would, is still something that sometimes feels like being one of those teachers raising their hand in shame in the Mean Girls movie, right? And I think part of it is my own overachiever mindset trying to convince me that until I've, you know, quote unquote, fixed myself completely, I still haven't won or I still don't, I still don't have it together. And another thing I think plays into it is I have connections and relationships with other coaches on Facebook and social media or just uh, in real life even. And I see, I see their posts, I hear the things that they talk about and they coach, and while I do learn things from some of them, I find that I, I, I feel like they seem to have it all together. They seem to have figured out whatever it is that um, was kind of holding them back or was one of their trials or struggles and they just have it all together now, right? When I say I'm a connection coach and then I also in turn say that I have depression and anxiety, sometimes I get this little inkling like I'm a fraud. Being a coach that openly admits to not having having it all together and not having the perfect life and answers to all of life's problems. But then I remember how far I've come, like where I was even just a year ago and what life is like now versus what life felt like when I wasn't taking care of myself and I was trying to be that perfect or overachieving mama. And I remember 
I'm a coach because I don't have the perfect life. Because I'm still because I'm still in the trenches, right? Because when you think about it, who wants a coach that doesn't know how to battle through the hard stuff personally? A coach that's just teaching you what they've been taught or never actually lived through. And I found when I really connect with somebody, it's because they have or they are battling the same type of circumstances that I have. And, you know, maybe they did things or are doing things differently. But really, there's no deeper connection, in my opinion, than with someone who feels in their gut those same struggles or things that I am or I, ha- I have gone through. So just know that as we go through this episode and all of our episodes for that matter, my heart and my intention is that you will learn tools, mindsets, opportunities to improve in whatever comes your way, but it's never going to be an end-all, cure-all to whatever that is. Because honestly, there's only one person I know that can really heal all the trials and battles that we face, and that's God. And I am certainly not him. Um, sometimes I like to think I am, but (laughs) I think we all know I'm not. And my husband can attest to that. So movie quotes and random thoughts aside, (laughs) let's get back to the notes. So less is more. We've all heard that saying before, right? And if you're a mom like me, you've probably even rolled your eyes after you catch yourself sounding just like your own mom saying lines like this. You know, you've, you've been there. The kids are trying to help with dinner and they want a whole... They want to pour the whole chili powder seasoning upside down for 30 seconds. And you're like, whoa, slow down, son. Less is more, right? Or you have a preteen who received his first bottle of cologne and he just has to carry it in his pocket to reapply it 12 times throughout the day. Uh, listen, bro, less is more, right? You don't want to be walking around smelling like the doorway of Abercrombie and Fitch. Less is more. A passive aggressive way of telling someone to chill out right? Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But this has quite literally been a common theme in all the changes and strides forward that I have made over the last year. And I cannot tell you how much it has propelled me in the direction that I want to be going in life and how every time I step further in that direction, it motivates me even more to take another step and how much peace I have gained with each one of those steps. So To turn a long story into another not quite as long story, but still longer than it has to be, in my husband's words, (laughs) I have broken this down into a few key things that I have done over the last year that have made all the difference. And I think the common theme behind these is less is more. And the more I dig into and the more I try to live out this less is more lifestyle, the more I feel like I'm really able to soak in that good portion that I am always talking about trying to find. So we're going to talk about keys to cutting the chaos. All right. So key number one is clutter. Yep, I said it. I know that's a trigger word for some of you. (laughs) Some of you as I am speaking are scrolling through your Apple podcast right now trying to see if you can find something else to listen to. So hear me out. I am a firm believer that God puts you right where you need to be, right when you need to be there. So if you're here, you need to be. I mentioned in previous episodes, I was made aware of a family member that was needing assistance in cleaning out their house because it was becoming a health issue. 
both mentally, physically, emotionally. Basically, they are struggling with hoarding. I'm sure all of you know what hoarding is. If you don't, you can Google it and see. There's shows on like, I don't I don't even, is HGTV? I don't even know. But I am really good at organizing. And I have found when it's other people's things, I actually really enjoy cleaning and organizing. It gives me the opportunity to utilize my gifts of planning and list making and just organization in general, right? And so <laughs> I went into this project of helping this family member with the mindset that this would be such a blessing for this person and in turn a blessing for me simply because I'm going to be able to utilize my spiritual gifts to help someone else instead of helping myself. But I realized halfway through that God put me in this position to help this person, not just to help them, but so that I would realize how much I was doing the same thing just on a smaller scale. For every item that I questioned why this person was keeping multiples of, I was immediately thinking about a similar item or similar situation in my own home of multiples of things that really weren't even necessary. And for everything that I tried to figure out why they even had it in the first place, if it was you know still in a box or it still had tags on it or it was even in a bag with a receipt from like two or three years ago that's not even been used. I could think of two things in my home that while they didn't have tags on them or they weren't still in the bag, they hadn't even been thought of since they were purchased. Yet they're still there in my home, right? And I found... For every bag of stuff that this person was gladly, now I say gladly, it wasn't easy. It took mental and and an emotional strength to be able to let those things go. But as they were bagging up these things for donation because she could physically feel a weight being lifted for every bag that was carried out of there and every amount of additional space that she had because of it, and a lack of duty to take care of it, it motivated me to go home and do the same thing. And I found myself going home and bagging up and boxing up things that served zero purpose or hadn't been used in years to take to the donation drop the next day while I was taking hers. And can I just tell you how awesome and amazing it is to go into those rooms knowing that every single thing that is in there now is serving me in some positive way. To know that no amount of extra work or space or time is going to be wasted caring for or cleaning or relocating things that didn't that don't have some real value to the joy in my life. And you know what? What did we get rid of? Saying everything might be an overstatement and it might scare you off. So I'm not going to say that, but I will admit it was a lot. <laughs> It started small. The first thing we got rid of was home decor. If you know me, you know I am a sucker for a sale price piece of decor, okay? Garage sales are life. And I went through and looked at all the things that I had on shelves and walls and dressers and tables and hashtag all the furniture, right? And if it was a piece of decor that didn't have some sort of real experience or memory or emotional attachment to it, or it didn't serve a real weekly or daily purpose, she gone. 
(laughs) Now, I'm a borderline hoarder, so I can totally understand having an emotional attachment to something that has zero value or memory attached to it. So hear me when I say those specific attachments. I had things that I couldn't get rid of it because I got it as a gift for our wedding. Now, while I know that it was given in love as a gift, it was literally sitting in our basement on a shelf back behind all of our storage stuff where it wasn't even being seen anyway. So why keep it, right? I gave it away. I knew somebody who would love it and I gave it to them for free and they have it on display in their home and I love that. If you can't give stuff away, maybe th- maybe you think of things in a f- having a financial value. First, can I tell you, you can't take it with you when you die. So let that sink in for a minute. But, you know, think of if you're thinking of the financial value, sell it. But sell it at a price that it's going to be a blessing to somebody else. Somebody who doesn't have that fancy table centerpiece, right? And they can't afford to go spend $30 on that at Kirkland's. But maybe for $10, it would be a great thing for them to use for Thanksgiving. That's, that's where we went with that. Kitchen gear clothes, shoes, kids clothes. When I had, when I got, when I found out I was pregnant with a girl, when I was pregnant with Ray, I went nuts buying little girls clothes because I had spent 10 years buying little boys stuff. And if you've never had to buy little boys clothes, can I just tell you, it's not fair. Okay. They don't have near as many fun choices. They're better now than they were when I had the boys, but when I had the boys when they were really little, you know, Anyway, kids' clothes, especially for the girls, was a real problem. I mean, those girls could have wore an outfit every day for two months and still not had to do laundry other than underwear and socks. So, um, But kids' clothes, medicine, makeup, kids' activities, books. Now, I'll admit, this one didn't go down. The, the quantity of books didn't go down much because I am a lover of books and I feel like they bring a lot of growth and they bring a lot of education and fun and all kinds of stuff to all of us except for my husband because he hates to read. He likes to do the audible thing. But anyway, all the things. <laughs> so how do you do it? How did I How did I do it? I'll tell you. Easy. Room by room. I started in one room and I didn't stop until I had literally held every single item in my hand and decided if it was really something that fit one of those labels, that it was used regularly or used at least within the last month considering the season, right? Seasonally appropriate. If it's, I mean, when I did this, it was beginning of summer, right? And so that's like 80 degrees out. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the winter stuff and get rid of it if I haven't wore it in the last month. But I'm going to go through it and I'm going to think back to last winter. Did I wear this? Did I use this? Um, And if I didn't, then it's gone, right? So it needs to fit into those categories where it's used regularly or at least in the last month. It's an heirloom item that you plan to pass on to the next generation knowing that it will be beneficial or loved by them or things with special experiences or memories attached to it. And if it didn't, if it didn't fit one of those categories, peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, that makes me think of cookies. Man, I'm hungry. Anyway, (laughs) I should always eat before I start doing this. There's so many different feelings, but my favorite 
is when that room is done, if your clutter is anything close to the size that mine was, you're going to be wore out physically and maybe even mentally if you're dealing with four kids at the same time like I was. But the mental and emotional feelings after that room is done is so worth it. Uh, And then I found with each room that I finished, it motivated me to move on to another one that next day or the next week because I loved how much easier maintaining those rooms has become. And I say maintaining those rooms, obviously, you know, I'm not in that house anymore. Um, But I can tell you, the more stuff we got rid of, the lighter I felt, the more I was able to focus that good and joyful energy on the people that were around me and the things that I actually enjoyed doing. Dusting got so much easier. Sweeping got so much easier. Doing the dishes got so much easier because we only had the dishes that we regularly used. And so if the dishes piled up in the evening and we wanted to play cards instead of the boys doing their after dinner chores, Logan's in charge of doing the dishes after dinner. If, if we wanted to do that instead of doing the dishes, it was totally okay because we knew that they'd get washed the next day. Otherwise, we weren't going to have any dishes to use. So it didn't leave this lingering feeling that you had to take care of it or it was just going to pile up and get even bigger. So with the clutter... I have realized that minimizing the amount of things, physical things that we have in our home and surrounding us, they can be things that you enjoy having or enjoy seeing. Sometimes the burden of inventorying those things or caring for or cleaning those things, it outweighs the small amount of excitement or happiness that you have just keeping them. So we will do an episode later more clearly on decluttering, but I wanted to give you a heads up that that has been a major player in a lot of the growth and just increased joy and less anxiety by having less things around me. And I can't tell you how excited I am about this whole downsizing thing because I've realized living in someone else's home, how much stuff we had accumulated before that we don't actually need. Because when you move into somebody else's house, there's not enough room for you to bring all of that stuff, right? You just bring the bare minimum. And I'll tell you, the bare minimum is working out pretty darn well right now. And so I, I, I joke that we're there's eight of us in this house. And while we're downsizing to a smaller house that we're remodeling right now, when we move into that house, it's going to be like moving into a bigger house after spending so much time with eight people in one house, Right. And, and I feel like it's going to be that much easier for me to not fill up that little house as much as we did with the big house. All right, moving on. Key number two, calendar, right? So we've got clutter. We've got calendar. Now, if you've stayed caught up with us, you know that I talked about this a little bit in episode six, but this is not just a one-time deal. This is a continuous process and lifestyle of inventorying your calendar and making sure that the only things that make it onto your calendar 
are the things that further your goals in life. And I don't mean worldly goals and things like impressing your neighbors by being able to get a fancy car or a fancy home or achievements simply for the purpose of making more money or getting a getting a trophy to show off. I mean, the things that when you're on your deathbed, you are going to be glad that you made a priority and made time for and made goals for. Things that grow you closer to God. Things that utilize your spiritual gifts to bless those around you in a way that at the same time lights you up. Things that make people thankful that they know you. Things that encourage or help others to succeed in a way that benefits others as well. I went through and I doubled down on my calendar and really focused on what my real priorities are. Now, I'm not just talking about, when I talk about your calendar, I'm not just talking about what what you're doing outside of the house, like kids' activities and Bible school and going and baking cookies for the bake sale. But I'm talking about even the things that I was doing at home, setting boundaries in my daily tasks and routines and things that mattered most in my life and in the lives of my family. And guess what? There was... There was time I went about three months without dusting. And if I'm being completely honest, when it finally did get dusted, I wasn't the one that did it either. (laughs) It was a chore I paid one of my kids to do. (laughs) Hashtag delegating at its finest. (laughs) Instead of trying to micromanage every moment of our day with my lists and block scheduling mania that we all know I didn't ever get to stick to thanks to four kids anyway, I had a list of priorities that had to be done. And we worked on those as the day allowed. And then if there was extra time and the right mindset was there, then we could knock off something else on the list of things that should be done on kind of a, I don't know, society standard kind of way. Or something that should have been done the next day so that we'd have more time to hang out or do whatever. When your calendar is overloaded, there's this constant anxiety of just knowing That you're not going to be able to do everything 100%. So instead of cutting out a few things, we shortcut most often in the things that really deserve our full attention. So if you are constantly missing things or rushed or feeling like you're not accomplishing all the things that you think you should be able to in a day... I I want to encourage you to go check out episode six and I want to encourage you to really clean up your calendar and clean up your to-do list. Now, I got a book. So christianbooks.com right now is doing a pre-Black Friday sale. They have a lot of books that are 85% off. I don't don't get anything out of like sharing this info with you. So this is not like a commercial for them or anything. But they're, they're having this special where they have all kinds of books that are Anywhere from 20 to 85% off, but then you also are getting free shipping. I don't know if there's a minimum purchase for the free shipping. I can't remember that. But so I ended up buying like, don't tell. I really hope sometimes that my husband doesn't listen to these podcasts because I could probably get in trouble. I told you books are a problem for me, but I don't think they're actually a problem. Books are only a problem because I have a lot of them and my husband doesn't read and so he doesn't see the benefit in them. (laughs) They had this special going on. I got like 20 books for 50 bucks. And there is a book called Taming the To-Do List. And I have started reading it. But unfortunately, I'm a monogamous reader. And um, I can't read more than one book at a time. And because I'm homeschooling, I'm reading books with the kids about ancient Egypt. (laughs) 
and the pharaohs and all kinds of stuff. So there's two or three books that we're doing with this curriculum at the same time. And I'm trying to read The Circle Maker and finish this book on connections that I've started too. And so I just decided that's too many books at once. I have to stop reading this Taming the To-Do List book. But they had it on sale for super cheap. If you are somebody who, like me, is a list maker, if you are an Enneagram 3 or just an overachieving, people pleaser, organization freak, and you love making to-do lists, and you love block scheduling and all of that, can I encourage you to pick up that book and give it a good read? And and you can, you can give me a little review too. But I just want to encourage you that you really, really, really have to look at your calendar and go in there and clean it up and make sure that the only things that are taking your time are things that further the gospel of Christ or further God's plan and purpose for your life or others around you that bring you closer to people that mean the most to you or are things that light you up and help you be a better you. Those are the things that should be on your calendar. Now, I know there are always going to be some things on your calendar or on your to-do list that you don't enjoy and that you feel like might not bring purpose to God's plan, right? However, if everything that you're doing, you're praying over it before you put it into your calendar and making sure that it is something that God would have you doing that you're doing it in the Lord and not just simply because you feel like you have to do it or you're expected to do it or you should do it. If you are really truly praying and asking God if this is something that he would have you doing in his name, if you're if, if it's not one of those things, don't do it. Clean it up, get it out of there, delegate it to somebody else, or just let those people know that's not where your priorities lie in this moment. Easier said than done, I know. But if you're in that place where you're struggling with your calendar and you need help with that, message me because that is something that I have done so much better with this year and sometimes you feel guilty doing it, but I like to turn it around and think, would I be angry with this person for choosing to do something that made them a better person overall? No. If I had a family member who was sick and they came to my house because they felt like I needed them to be there, I would feel bad, right? I would feel bad having someone come, you know, clean my house when they needed to clean their own house. It it works all the way around. So let me know if you need help with that. So key number three, connections, right? So we're cutting out the chaos through our clutter, our calendar, and our connections. Now, this was a big one too. I will tell you, I spent a solid two weeks cleaning out my social media connections. I I found some real clarity in the kinds of people that I am making and keeping and building and nourishing connections with. Now, don't stroke out on me, okay? Yes, I am a connections coach. Yes, I believe your connections, your social connections, and your connections with your family and your friends, I believe that those are very, very important. I believe, I I, I literally coach you guys on building those connections, making new friends, testifying to others to share the gospel, strengthening existing relationships, All of that, right? However, I also know that God makes it clear multiple times in the Bible to be careful where you focus 
your time and energy in your relationships. I know that we are called to love without barriers, to love like God loves, and I actively work to fulfill that calling. However, you can still love without engaging and devoting your time to reading about people that don't further God's purpose in your life or you and theirs, or in others, okay? Unfortunately, there are some people who have no idea, or sometimes don't even care, how their personality, their words, their opinions, their intentions, their posts, their pictures, they don't know how those affect other people. Or maybe they do know and they just don't care, right? And I found that because I utilize social media to service my business and to support those around me, I had gained tons of quote unquote, friends on Facebook that while they enjoyed wine and became a one-time customer because they were at a tasting and we became friends on Facebook so that I could help service their wine needs, I had no connection after that day or that purpose or that tasting or even relatively similar ideals. Yet, These were the people that were constantly popping up in my newsfeed. And I'm seeing them, you know, spewing hate, whether intentionally or not, or talking badly about politics or talking badly about this. And and it was constantly on my mind. And then I'd be thinking about those things throughout the day and sometimes even trying to justify their reasoning for it because surely their hearts couldn't be that hard, right? Or on the other side, completely innocent people that I'd see in my feed who I unintentionally would idolize their lives through the photos and posts, thinking, you know, if only I could have or had or knew or looked like that, I could X, Y, Z, right? They were doing things I wished I could be doing, living in homes that I wished I could be living in, or uh, losing weight and being able to show off their progress, or how perfect their kids were in a still photo, I might add, how perfect our kids in a still photo. And finally, I realized these quote-unquote friends, whether well-intentioned or not, were not adding any value to my calling or mission in life and were instead slowing my personal growth while I was wasting time coveting or cursing or cringing or carefully avoiding their posts. So after my hysterectomy in February, while I was bedridden with very little to do and a husband who enjoyed feeding me fabulous food, <laughs> I I went through my social media and I unfollowed anyone and everyone that didn't fit into a category of someone that that enriched my life in a way of personal growth, encouragement, love, or strength in my faith, or someone I knew that I needed to connect with on on another level to benefit them. And can I just tell you how much more I enjoy being able to open my social media now and being able to utilize that extra time that I allow myself to be on there to grow myself or others. I have tried to cut out social media outside of just connecting with people or working my business or just catching up and seeing what the people that I love seeing the most are doing. I try not to be on Facebook all the time. That is a struggle for a lot of people I know and I am, I'm right there with you. It is an active pursuit that I do every day. But can I just tell you how much I enjoy being able to open up my Facebook now and being able to utilize that time to grow myself or others. And it's just a breath of fresh air in a time when, honestly, we're stuck at home for a lot of the time that we wouldn't have 
if if this whole pandemic thing wasn't going on. This, just like the calendar, is something that takes consistency. It is not a one and done thing. You will constantly be going through and looking at it and really deciphering what benefit is this connection? What is the benefit to them and what is the benefit to you? And if you're not actively engaging in a relationship and a connection with these people on Facebook that you are quote unquote friends with, then just unfollow. You can stay friends so that if there is something that you are posting, perhaps you're testifying to them in their newsfeed and you don't know it. But by unfollowing, not unfriending, by unfollowing, it just kind of takes out that stuff that's not serving you so that you can focus that time that you're spending in social media on the things that are helping you grow and further God's plan. Whew! I, I know that this episode has been quite long, so I think what we're going to do is for the next few episodes, I'm going to break down each of these keys into a little bit more detail with a little bit more homework and tasks for you that are kind of personalized. So here's what I'm going to do. Your homework for today is number one, we're going to look at these keys to cutting the chaos. So I want you to go somewhere quiet. I don't want you doing this with your kids or your husband or your friends around. I don't want you doing this at work. I want you to be somewhere quiet. I want you to be somewhere where there aren't any distractions. If you want, if you're like me and you love music, have music in the background, but make sure that it's music with no words. Make sure that it's not music that you know the songs to that's going to distract you and you can be like humming along even though there's no words to it, okay? Uh, on on iTunes or Apple Music, I listen, I think it's like Pure Focus or something like that. They're all songs I've never heard before. There's no words, um, but it's kind of uplifting. It doesn't make me want to fall asleep like I'm in a massage. But uh, anyway, I want you to sit down and I want you to pray. And here's what I want you to pray. To help give you the clarity on where he would have you be. Where he would have you in your work, where he would have you in your service, where he would have you in your home, and what he would have you holding on to for his purpose. So in that, I want you to be thinking your calendar, your duties, your work, your service. I want you to be thinking about your things, your physical possessions. What are adding value? What is not? And I want you to ask him to help you let go of all the unnecessary things. I want you to ask him to help you have the strength and the emotional strength to let go and not feel guilty of letting go of those things for whatever reason, emotional, financial, whatever. Then I want you to set aside time for next week after next week's episode I want you to set aside time to set up a game plan for yourself because I'm going to give you a list of things to do. We're going to start with key number one, which is the clutter. And I am going to give you homework, a breakdown of things for you to declutter in your life. We're going to start with the decluttering, the physical things, and then the following week, we're going to break down the calendar. In the meantime, you know, we're doing our good portion mama of the month. This would be an opportunity for you to get some points, okay? I want you to post in our Good Portion Mama group what questions you have or what struggles you have 
in decluttering, in your count, cal- in managing your calendar, in your connections, all of those things. So I want you to post or comment on posts in our Facebook group and Not only will everybody be able to give you tips on what has worked for them or agree with you that they're struggling with the same thing and just build connections in our community, but I will try to give you my advice or what's worked for me in those upcoming episodes if your posts are in our Facebook group before I record them. And like you know, typically I record these episodes on Fridays right before they get published. So I want to encourage you guys to start utilizing our Facebook group for all of the things that you are wanting or needing to get support or give support in. And I am super excited to get ready for next week's episode. I have been working on it for the last couple of days and I think it's really, really going to be beneficial for a lot of you. As always, lots and lots of love and cheers. Did you like this episode? If you did, tell your friends all about it. Bye-bye.